Welcome to Cup of Joy, the podcast. I'm your host, Heidi B., Chief Joy Officer and Divorce Coach at Joyfully B. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought that will help you shift your junk to joy, heartbreak to healing, and free the funk so you can move forward faster. We don't just survive, we thrive by using joy as our GPS to create a life you're obsessed with. I invite you now to grab your cup of joy juice for another epic episode. Like my mama B always says, put a smile on your face and joy in your heart. And with that, let's start. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to Cup of Joy, the podcast. We have a special treat and special guest for you today. We're talking about healing through the holidays, especially when you're moving through heartache and heartbreak. So today I have an amazing guest. Her name is Britt, and she is a divorce recovery and mindset coach. She's an educator and a TikTok fanatic with big dreams. Through her company, Pretty Divorce, she aims to erase the uncertainty and stress associated with life after divorce. Britt prides herself on helping women start over with a sense of positivity, empowerment, and optimism. She's a jet setter at heart, and you'll find her in the friendly skies more than on the ground at her home in Kentucky. Britt soaks up every second she can with her dog, her cat, and her husband, Tony. She'll never turn down a warm chocolate chip cookie, watching scary movies, or a spicy margarita. This is my kind of girl, and we're so glad (laughs) to have you. Welcome to the show, Britt. Thank you so much, Heidi. I'm so excited to be here. I was just sharing with you before we pressed record that I am a huge fan, huge, huge fan to anybody listening who's in the divorce or heartbreak space trying to come back after Britt is the girl to watch. She's your girl. She's your friend. She's your TikTok bestie. When I found her and her energy and her light that she shares with this world, I was like, I got to talk to this girl. So I want you guys to go follow her at Pretty Divorce on all of her platforms. If you need a boost, she is. She's your go-to girl. So I'm so excited to share this conversation with you today. Britt, first of all, I love to ask our guests to share just a little bit about their, I call it the junk to joy story, if that resonates. And what makes you so passionate about the service that you so lovingly share with others today? Yeah, I guess I didn't know my life's purpose until my life got turned upside down. I say all the time that divorce is like having a snow globe and somebody turns up down and shakes it. And then the snow kind of just falls where it wants to and in a completely different place. And I think I'd always wanted to help people. I've had so many, as we were discussing, I've had so many different, like really cool jobs and careers. And until, (laughs) until that moment that I found myself completely helpless and completely lost and then figured out how to rebuild that. I was like, Oh, (laughs) this is it. Maybe, Maybe this is why this got put in my path because I just couldn't be more excited every day to get up and help women out there heal and love again from their divorce. So Mm -hmm. I got divorced nine years ago, this past October. And like I said, it it completely wrecked my life. It it was just something that you just don't know how to handle because it looks different for everyone. It makes everyone feel certain ways and it takes everyone kind of a different time to heal. So you just don't know. And you, you feel lost and confused and broken and a failure and guilt and shame. And so you got all these emotions going on and then, you know, you lose friends, you, you have to move, you have to change your name. You have all of this change. And I got divorced in October and that was right before the holidays, which is just like, 
another kick in in the stomach of okay, I'm doing all of this and I'm getting ready to attend all of these holiday parties and have to answer <sighs> all these questions. So it was it was pretty tumultuous. I I didn't I just didn't know what to do. And I think at first, and I don't know if you experienced this or not, but at first I was like, okay. And I was like kind of on a high of independence and strength. And I'm I can do this. And then like the bottom dropped out and I got severely depressed and had lost all my friends. They all stayed friends with him, which still baffles me to this day. But I'm a big believer that God moves people out of your life so he can put new, better, more fun, more exciting people in. So, you know, I lost all my friends and my family didn't understand because I was the first person in my whole family to get divorced. Oh, same. And at the time, my mom was doing divorce counseling with, with children so she she knew and she saw daily the effects of how divorce can just affect your life. So, you know, I just felt really isolated and alone and living alone for the very first time in my life, my whole life. So yes. I was like, whoa, how do I do this as an extrovert? Who who do I talk to? Um, so it was just it was just so much change. Um, and and I was I was pretty young. I was 28, I guess, 27, 28. So you know, I think that's pretty young to just be on your yeah. own and kind of already gone through a marriage and have that baggage and and not know what to do. So, yeah, it's it's been nine years and I've done uh, 180 and just couldn't love my life anymore. And I'm thankful that this was in my path and thankful that I got to experience this and had enough intuition and knowledge and desire to seek out really healthy ways on how to heal and love myself again and find myself and redesign my life. Wow. Thank you for sharing all of that. I can so relate. I think that unfortunately we missed each other by two years. I got divorced (laughs) when I was 31, I believe. So three years, but yeah, it sounds like we went through a very similar experiences and it is change overload, isn't it? It's just change overload and so much uncertainty, which we know uncertainty is a huge piece of the puzzle that we don't like to face. And it's one of our biggest growth catalysts when we can learn how to expand our capacity to be in a space of uncertainty. And with the holidays, wow, I I, I got divorced, I think it was in July of 2015. And so I didn't have the holidays. I had a little bit of wiggle room, but I didn't spend it in a, in a great way. <laughs> I used all the poor strategies of trying yes. to bounce back and none of them worked. They yes. temporarily made me disassociate from myself and my body, but they didn't really provide any yeah. healing and support that I really needed to find myself. So, but I do remember coming up on the holidays and even after there was a gap, it sounds like you didn't even have that gap. You didn't even have that wiggle room. It was like, hello, no. holidays, <laughs> right? And so it's interesting because we're going to talk to you guys today about healing through the holidays because it can feel like a marathon of navigating heartbreak, quite frankly. We're just, we're, when people hear this, they're going to be just coming off Thanksgiving, then catapulted into Christmas, and then it's New Year's. And then it's Valentine's and it feels like it just never ends. It, it feels so challenging and sometimes triggering if yeah. you aren't equipped or maybe you just haven't heard anybody talk about it and that it's normal to feel 
a little intimidated by the holidays and things like that. So let's dive in to this space of holidayness and and helping people really understand what we went through, but then also the tools and practices that we know as divorce coaches that can really help them in a way that we didn't know could have helped us. So let's start with the topic of remembering the reason for the holidays, focusing on what, what is that key piece that that you want to share? Yeah. And I think I think that's it, right? Like we all think the holidays is about gift giving and having the prettiest Christmas tree and buying the most expensive stockings to hang on on your fireplace. And that that's not it, right? The holidays, let's go with Thanksgiving. Okay. That's supposed to be a time of gratitude. Yeah. And I think it was so hard for me because I'm like, what do I have to be thankful for? I've lost my friends. (laughs) I have a weird thing going on with my family. I have lost all this money, all these belongings, this everything. So what do I have to be thankful for? And so knowing, just knowing that and knowing, you know, you're coming up on that, you can find things to be thankful for. Being thankful for the chance to start over, being thankful for just being you and getting, getting another day on this earth. I mean, I, I don't, I tell people this all the time. Life is so short. We don't know what is lying right ahead of us. And like just, just being here and being able to experience life and, and breathe again another day and have, and be healthy and, and find new friends and and have all these opportunities. That is more than enough to, to be grateful for. And, you know, and if people aren't super religious, then Christmas can be a time of coziness and togetherness and warmth. And you can find other words if you don't want to necessarily go down the religious route. But if you do, you know, spend more time reading stories or learning about the past or learning Mm. the foundations of Christmas and remember the reason for the season that it's not just about expensive gifts and, you know, lavish parties, but it's about enjoying your time and remembering, you know, the sacrifices. Mm, I love the perspective shift too, because that really resonates for me of how can I look at this next chapter of my life? That's true acceptance, right? Okay. I am here. I'm divorced or I'm going through divorced. This does feel hard, acknowledging everything and then going, and I can still spot gratitude. I choose to find it. I choose to find it. I'm going to choose to use my divorce as like so much growth. I'm grateful for this growth. I'm grateful for the purpose that this pain is about to reveal to me. I can't see it right now, but it's going to reveal. And just choosing that stance on gratitude is so, so powerful. The other thing is, what if you can't get into gratitude, right? We both know that that's a BS belief. We both know that's a limiting belief, but I know there's going to be people listening that say like, I cannot get into gratitude right now. There yeah. is no way. What what can we do instead of gratitude in those instances? Yeah. So if you can't personally find something in your life that you are grateful for, I think showing someone else gratitude, that's that's the ticket, right? Yes. The, the moments where I felt my lowest and was like, I have nothing. I've lost everything. I remember volunteering and that yes. for me was like filled up my cup. I was doing something nice for somebody else, but like, whoosh, my cup was full or, and it doesn't have to be crazy expensive, but you could make someone cookies or neighbor and drop them off on their front porch. There's a million different little ways 
to show someone else. You can write a letter, you can send a text message. It doesn't have to cost money and it doesn't have to be huge. But if you can't get out of your own way to find something that you're grateful for, then at least just showing it to someone else, that will at least get you on the path and get you kind of in that headspace. That is major, major, major. That was a game changer for me. I did do the volunteer route and especially during the holidays, right? Maybe you don't feel like, or maybe you actually don't have friends or family that are surrounding you because you just lost all of your family. I know that I, I took a major hit in the area of family when I went through my divorce and it's extremely painful. You lose brothers and sisters and aunts and uncles, you lose people. And, and the holidays kind of like shine a light on that, that you don't have that anymore. You lose friendships. I too basically lost nearly all my friends through divorce because they were so mutual anyways. But going to those spaces, there's a saying that says like, give others what you need most. So if you need, if you need help, go help others. Yes. Right. And go put yourself in those spaces, especially during the holidays, the food kitchens and the places during all of these times of year. I I remember one of the places that I went was actually really fun. So I went to a place where people would donate gifts. And if you don't, even if you don't have the money, you can donate your time. So you don't have to bring the gifts. You can go to a place where you go and you wrap and they had Christmas music on. I didn't know anybody, but there were all these amazing volunteers, these heart-centered humans, and you could feel the love permeating out of those gifts. And all of the tags had a story of the age of the person, where they lived, what they wanted. And the volunteers would walk around who had actually met these children and share the stories of these kids and how oh they goodness. just they just been talking about the um, skull earbuds, right? They weren't talking about beats that were yeah, $300. Yeah. They were talking about $12.99 earbuds yeah. and all they wanted was these pink skull earbuds. And it really, it changed my heart to be able to give somebody who was hurting in a different way than I was, who had way less than I did. And after I volunteered, then I was able to spot my own gratitude, right? Yes. Yes, I I love this phrase. So if somebody wants to, they feel like, okay, I'm I'm in my own way. I can't, I can't show myself gratitude, but I can show others. This little phrase helps you time, talent, or treasure. Those are the things you can give, right? That's, those are your three T's that if, if you don't have the time, then give your treasure. If you don't have your treasure, give your talent. That's a way that you can go, okay, how can I be of help to someone else? Wow. That is so powerful. I love those three T's. And I think also what happens when we use our time, talent, or our treasure is we build within ourselves a core need, which is significance. We realize that we actually have so much worth and value when we use those pieces of ourselves. And so it's just so critical that we step into that, that part. So let's talk a little bit about how do you allow yourself to see the holidays from a different perspective and maybe make some changes? Yeah, I think you got to go in saying this holiday is going to be the holiday season is going to be different than any other Christmas I've had in the past, New Year's I've had in the past, Thanksgiving I've had in the past, Valentine's, whatever. It's all going to be different from here on out. And I think being really honest about that yes. up front is helpful. You can't go in being like, ah, I think it's going to change because everything's going to change. Yeah. And I think figuring out what a really cool Christmas looks like to you. Maybe it's stuff you've seen people do in movies that you're like, wow, I wish my family did that. 
maybe stuff you've seen on TikTok. I mean, there's so many people creating cool holiday content on TikTok. You know, find really cool things that maybe your ex like was not into that you're like, I'm going to do this. I, so, okay. My first Christmas alone, my ex took all the Christmas stuff. So I was like, I've always wanted like a cool, chic, girly Christmas tree. Yeah. I went to, um, I can't even remember what store it was at home, I think, and bought a black Christmas tree and did like a complete like Carrie Bradshaw, high fashion, chic, black Christmas tree with all these like cool, big ornaments, big bow at the top, something that would never have flown in my marriage. Yeah. I was like, heck, I'm living alone. This matches my cool loft. Like I did it. And like, for me, I'll never forget that because it was a moment of like, okay, this is now my new tradition and I love it. And it makes me happy and it brings me joy. And like, so you got to find little things like that, that you can actually like get excited about instead of what have I lost? What am I adding in? Like, what, what is this new thing or tradition that I'm like gaining from this? Yes. I love the new rituals. Just opening yourself up to be a blank slate, that blank slate and really truly giving yourself permission to do this year different is what I hear you saying. Yeah. I love to tell like one of the things that I did is I was thinking about it when I was feeling so sad for myself one day and I was (laughs) like, oh, one of the realities is like, no one's going to buy me presents. Ooh, that's different. Okay. And there's this episode on Parks and Rec. I love that show. And, I love that show, yeah. There's a day where Donna goes out and she, it's treat yourself day. Just treat yourself. So to anybody listening, like go treat yourself. Buy yourself the special gifts. Buy yourself the trip. Go somewhere for Christmas instead of doing it how you've always done. Like you said, open yourself up to opportunities because right now you are writing your new chapter and it gets to look however you desire it to look. The relationship that you were in in the past may have just hindered you from actually allowing yourself to step into the things that really surprise and delight you. So even though you might know what you're going to buy, surprise yourself by actually indulging in it. Anything, any little thing, big or small, whatever it is, if you want to buy yourself a spa day or you want to buy yourself a new perfume, a new scent, because this is going to be the new scent of your new chapter. I know that's what I did. I was like, what's the scent? of my new chapter. It's not going to be what I wore with my ex. What's the lipstick color I wore? I went out and bought this hot pink matte Mac lipstick. And I wore that pink lipstick. (laughs) It was like my new color, my new self. I bought myself a haircut and I looked different. I was like, this is the time where I'm going to experiment and stay curious. And I don't wear that pink lipstick all the time anymore. Now I'm more of a red girl, like the color you're wearing right now. But And if you can't afford the trip, the other thing that I did, Britt, was I planned the trip. So, okay, I can't afford the trip yet, but I'm going to go to Costa Rica and it's going to look like this. So I called the travel agent, I did the things, and then when I had the money, I put the deposit down and there we go. So whatever it is that you need to surprise yourself this season, treat yourself. I love that. And I tell, you know, the women I work with, if they're like, oh, I want to travel, but I can't right now because I have to pay for my kids stuff or like, I'm not quite there financially. This is what I tell them to do. Get excited about it. Figure out what hotel you're going to stay at and get on yes. their email list. Look for specials, do a flight alert to see what flight price, like get, have something that's 
exhilarating and that you're not just like, uh, I can't go bummer. And that's one more thing that you're beating yourself up over. Now, as far as the gift thing, I just actually just filmed a video on TikTok. I put it in my drafts. I've tucked it away, but I talked about buying yourself something. And so what I did is I calculated on average what I would spend on my ex-husband for Christmas every year. And I said, okay, this is the amount I'm spending on me Yes, because I would have spent it on him otherwise. And I bought myself a really nice pair of earrings. And that was a reminder to me that I am strong. I am independent. I don't need someone. Yes. To, to, to buy me things because I can, I can buy myself something big or small. Yes. I can take the trips. I can, you know, because I'm independent. And, and if it's not the exact pair of earrings I want right now, this is a reminder of we're taking steps. We're getting better. We're, you know, we're leveling up. But, but I like that calculation of like, well, I don't have to buy him anything. So I'm going to just spend it on me. <laughs> That's exactly what I did. That is exactly. And the other thing that I did for anyone who's in this predicament, I sold my wedding ring. Now it took me a minute. It really did take me a minute. I would, I mean, I'm, I'm just going to share this because I think it can be really helpful. I would put that thing on and off and on and off because there's something about the feeling as I'm doing that motion with my hand, there's something about the feeling of having something in that space. We were married for 11 years for 11 years. And then I would always reach for it. So I kept yeah. it in my jewelry box and I would put it on and I would look at it and then I would be sad and then I would take it off. It was part of the grieving process and it's okay to do that. But really what I was doing was preparing myself to let it go and then allow myself to have something as a result of that. So what I did was I went home during the holidays. I told my sister and one of my best friends, hey, like I think that I am ready to let this go, but it feels like a lot. So Uh they took me to a consignment jewelry store, not a consignment. They took me to a a jewelry store where they do trades and stuff. And and they said, let's just go and see how much it's worth. Because what's on your list, Heidi? What do you want to do? And I was like, I really want to go to an all-inclusive resort. I really want to treat myself to that. My sister said, well, we're going. We're going to (laughs) go. Let's go see if this is enough to let us do that. And we walked in and they said, yeah, we'll give you $1,500 for this ring. And I went, okay, that sounds about how much I need to go on this all-inclusive vacation. And it was something in exchange where I was like, I'm giving myself a rebirth. I'm giving myself something for me, something that I really want. And it allowed me to detach from that Mm -hmm. piece of jewelry that had meant so much. And it really was a big part of the healing process too, to just no longer stare in the mirror every day and put it on and take it off and put it on and take it off. It was very healing to release it, make peace with it, and then treat myself, Yeah, you know, and now I have the memories of that. Very symbolic. Yes. Very symbolic. Even that trip. And Yes. Yes. And, and taking the next step and, you know, walking away from the past and stepping into your next self and your future self. Oh, that's beautiful. I love that. And I think you can never go wrong with travel. I think, you know, buying memories and experiences, that's such a great use of, of that money. So that's awesome that you did that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say too, that the perspective change for the holidays also is with others, but it's also with yourself to stay curious. Like we just talked about really checking in with your thoughts and not making meaning out of the thoughts that are coming through that are going to hurt you. When you yeah. hear a hurtful thought, now switch it to something that's more helpful, something that helps you. And I think the other part of this is maybe letting other people know where you're at, because 
I don't know about you, but one of my biggest resistance for the holidays was like you said, oh my gosh, now I'm going to be asked all of these questions and I'm going to have to say all these things. I want people to know that you get to give yourself permission to say to your loved ones because they're asking because they're not sure if you need to be asked. So yes. it's it's important for us to know that A, we don't have to fake it till we make it. Right. We can show up. We can cry at the party. We can go in the bathroom. We can leave when we want to. We yes. don't have to come early. We don't have to stay for the whole thing. And, you know, we can come and go as we please. We can, uh, one thing that I did was I liked to give my family a heads up. Like, hey, just so you know, like, I, I don't know when I'm going to show up. Because I never wanted to be the person that was like coming in late and, and yes. disrespecting like my mom's meal on the table. But it was like, I'm in a phase right now where I just don't know and I'm going to show up, but I don't know when I'm going to come and I'm going to go. And that way, right there and then, pressure's off. So if you have friends that you really love and you know they're kind of like be here on time kind of friends and it gives you anxiety, let them know that because you're in this chapter, I just need permission from you. What you can do for me is, is a great phrase. Hey, because yes. people always ask, what can I do? What can I do? What can I do? What can I do? And so often I found myself saying nothing, nothing, just pray for me, nothing, right. you know, just like, I'll let you know. But what we can do is we can tell them how we need to show up. Hey, can you, if you can just like give me so much love as I come and go when I need to, or when you show up, if someone asks, give yourself permission to just say, you know what? I don't want to talk about it, but thank you for asking. I'll let you know when I'm ready. That's amazing. Right? That's amazing. I love that. And I think setting boundaries around the holidays is something anyone listening to this, if you're going through this the first time, you need to do and you need to do it right now. Know that yeah. you don't have to attend things that you don't want to attend or that's not healthy mentally for you to attend. Know that you don't have to answer any question that you don't want to. And if you need to practice some like canned answers of, you know, especially these social things, family. Yes. They're going to know what happened. But if you have like work parties or things that you are obligated to attend and you know there's going to be questions, you stand in the mirror and practice very vague, canned answers and you don't even have to answer. It's an answer that you're not even answering, you know, just, you know, I'm not, I'm not ready to talk about it yet. Or, you know, I, I am working on myself and I'm very happy with where I am. I mean, just to be very general, but have those ready to go. So you don't get caught off guard because I think that's tough for people. And then they like, uh, uh, and then they cry or that, you know, yes. they run to the bathroom and cry because they're like, I, I, I crumbled under the pressure or I can't believe they asked me that people are going to ask you crazy things because yes. a lot of people have no filter or they're projecting some insecurities out onto you or who knows why they say these crazy things to you, but you got to be prepared for it. If you're going to be in these social settings and just know, you know, it's going to come and you're okay. And you, yeah. you can choose to be like, go get a drink or go to the bathroom or whatever. Yes, you know? absolutely. What's, um, cause this one comes up all the time. I'd love to know what one of your canned answers is or, or just sit with it for a minute. The dreaded for me, it was always the dreaded. So how are you? Yeah. Oh man. That yeah. was basically the whole reason I didn't want to go anywhere. I didn't yeah. want people to ask me, how was I, how am I? Are you kidding me? Yeah. yeah. I'm miserable. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like awful. Yeah, How are you? right. Um, but you're smiling. So and you're I, like, it's I, the holidays. I don't want to bring anybody down. But the reality is, it's like, oh, please don't ask me that question. How am yeah, I? Like, oh, my How? whole life just all about things. What are some good, not good, what are some honest responses? Yeah, you know, I think I'm taking it day by day. Ooh, uh, you know, good one. I'm making progress every day. I am, I'm doing my best. Ooh. You know, you know, just take, 
And the less space you fill with your words, they'll get it. You know, I'm doing my best. And then smile. And then, and, and, and that should be a cue if they have some kind of emotional intelligence that you're done, that that's, you know, is there anything I can do? And I think I love what you said. Just, just love me through this, you know, give me some grace. Give me support if, if I ask for it, I'm, I'm doing great and I'm working on me right now. And I, I would love to let you know if I need something for you, but maybe not talking about it is, is something you could do, you know? Yes. That's a huge one. I, I remember asking a couple of people and you'll learn your people. Two things yeah. will happen. You'll learn your people. So allow this, allow yourself to go into the holidays with curiosity. Yeah. Curiosity. What am I going to discover? Are things that are not supportive for me? What am I going to discover that things that are supportive of me? What do I want more of? What do I want less of? How much time do I like spending at social events? Yep. What do I like to wear? What, all these types of things. Going mm-hmm. with curiosity, you're going to learn your people and you're going to learn your limits. So yes. it's okay if you mess it up. It's okay if you go and you stay too long and you go home and you cry the rest of the night and you go, oh, I went over my limit. Okay, now I'm going to be more aware of those those limits. But I remember saying to people as I realized what my who my people were and what my limits were, going to specific people and saying, "Hey, almost like giving them cues at social things. Hey, if you see me doing this with my glass, it means I'm starting to feel anxious and I would love it if you would just pull me aside and like come sit next to me." Or "Hey, like if I give you the nod, I would love for you to just come over and like hold my hands." There's certain people that I needed physical touch from because I wasn't getting that. Like, or yep. or I would say to people, what do you need most right now? I just need a hug and nothing else. And sometimes that hug would make me cry. It would make me yep. sob. And other times it would make me feel so supported and strong. So ask for what you need yes. is a major perspective shift that I didn't have in my toolbox at the time. I just wasn't there. No, no. I mean, because you you just feel again out of control. And, and so uncertain. And so you're like, I'm now I'm in the social setting. I'm alone. And the big one is where is, if they don't know you got divorced, where is so-and-so? And you're like, oh, you don't have to, you don't have to go into it. You don't have to go into, we got divorced. Not your responsibility to let them know and broadcast it to the world that they're not here because you're divorced. You don't yeah. have to, you don't have to bring it up. You don't oh, they even couldn't have- make it. That's it. Yeah. Walk away. You know that's it. They don't even have to know if you're at a place where you've only shared it with your two closest people in your life, or one at the time. Maybe you haven't told anybody. You can just use that of they couldn't make it because they couldn't because they weren't invited. Exactly. <laughs> so that's not lying. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know, I when I speak to my clients, they they really struggle with wearing divorce as this like badge or billboard and they feel like they have to just every time they see somebody they haven't seen since it be like and I got divorced or if they move to a new new town they have to like be like oh yeah I just got divorced so I moved here no 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 no. let me caution you right now don't make that your identity it's merely a blip on your timeline of events of life it is not who you are it does not define you you don't have to announce it or use it as a reason that you moved or that you're alone or whatever, or you gained 10 pounds or you lost 10 pounds. It's not the reason. It's not you. So don't yeah. don't feel like you have to put that in the conversation, especially at the front of the conversation. Yeah. It's interesting how we do that. I relate to that so much. And I remember feeling like this, Britt. I remember feeling like it was that scarlet letter 
Only it was the giant D on, I felt like I was walking around and everybody knew either that, or it was like the secret. I was just trying to hide it, hide it, hide it, hide it, like, but they know they're going to be able to tell. And, you know, because we have these assumptions that people think that divorce equals, oh, ooh, something tainted goods. Something's wrong with her. And it's not that at all. And actually people don't think that, that I think that's an old school way of thinking. I think back in the day generations and generations and generations ago, there was so much stigma around in the religious community that it was like you till literally till death do us part. And if it's not that you're a bad person and it's not like that anymore, it's, it's not quite like that anymore. And there are still those social stigmas that, that surround us and that we have to come up against and we get to work through, but it's a lot of it is just choosing the, what we choose to believe for ourselves. And if you choose to believe that you are not branded, you are not branded as a divorced woman and that's your identity, then you can move forward with a lighter life. You really can. Yeah. And I think, you know, tagging along to that is that learning not to put your worth or value in someone else's opinion. Gosh, yeah. what a lesson that that I learned after divorce that no one gets to decide how good of a person I am. No one gets to decide how valuable I am or how lovable I am or how wonderful I am. That That's not their job. That's for me to decide. Yeah. And, and it's none of my business what other people think of me. Mm. It'll, it'll keep you sane and happy and fulfilled if you <laughs> make other people's opinions none of your business. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So I want to cover one last thing because I think it's important. There are going to be some of us who have a full calendar. And there's two parts to this. The full calendar people may be wandering through on a full calendar to not feel we're avoiding everything, like just do the holidays, figure it out. And then there's going to be people who don't have a full calendar. And that feels like a scary place to be. So how do we find the silver lining in our alone time? How do we lean into the quiet and alone time and really make it special for ourselves? Do not watch all the Hallmark movies. <laughs> Amen. I oh, have that. All. <laughs> I have that written down too. Is like people aren't living a Hallmark holiday, even though they want to yeah. post it on social media. They no. are not. They're not working at a candy cane factory, and the most <laughs> handsome man walks in. That's the candy heiress of the Northeast, and they're going to buy the. That doesn't happen. Okay, <laughs> so turn that off. <laughs> yes. Now I know why scary movies are your thing. I know. <laughs> right. I leaned into the other genre, not the romance, not the rom-coms. Yeah. Okay. So the whole divorce thing, if you want me to break it down for you, Let's in go. one, break, one break little down. nugget, it's learning who you are, rediscovering who you are. And that might look different than when you were married. So that's this whole thing that you and I both help women with every day is like, let's figure out what you like, what you don't like, what you want to be, who you want to be, how you want to show up. That's what all this is. And you cannot do that unless you have alone time. Now, this is going to be an inopportune time, probably at these holidays because it's cold. So you're not going to be in most people where they live can't go out and go for a walk or go for a run or go to the park and sit, which are all really nice things to do when you're alone. So if you're in a cold weather environment, this might be a little more more challenged, but find ways to make whatever situation you're in enjoyable. If that's taking a bath and reading a book by candlelight, 
that's a beautiful thing to do. Yes. If it's sitting by a fireplace and, you know, listening to a podcast, that's a beautiful thing to do. If it's volunteering, if it's, you know, baking, if it's doing stuff, if you have kids and finding those really nice things to do for them while they're not there, you know, yeah. wrap the presents while they're not there. All these things that seemed chaotic before because they were always around that you couldn't do. Do those when you're alone. Really lean into what would make me happy this holiday season. Mm-hmm. Is it to go get a pedicure? Is it to go sit at a coffee shop? Like whatever that looks like for you. See it as an opportunity instead of a punishment. I think that's the best advice that you gotta just shift your mindset and say, I can't change the situation, but I can change how I feel about it. And that that's the key, I think, to surviving the quiet alone time and the stillness. Mm, That's so beautiful. I also like to say to my clients, like busy isn't the blessing. Busy is not your blessing. Busy is what I call a divorce distractor so that I don't have to meet myself where I'm at. But the sooner that we meet ourselves where we are at, the sooner we uncover and discover things about ourselves that we didn't know were even there. And the thing about the holiday season is there is an over, like we live in a society right now where there's already lots of noise, lots of noise. So when we meet the holidays, we crank that noise from a 10 to a 40. It is just, I mean, literally and figuratively, the noise goes up. The lights, the lights are brighter. The sounds are bolder. Everything is more, 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 which can be such a great, exciting thing. And it's also a distraction. It is also a distraction. And so I really love the alone time and the quiet time to just turn down the noise and turn up your healing. Because the sooner we can just sit in that spaciousness and notice, like in that spaciousness, in that alone time, in that quietness is where our soul speaks to us. Yeah. And I didn't know what that looked like until I sat alone and I didn't want to do it because guess what? I didn't like the person that I was sitting with. Yes. I didn't like that version of me. And it wasn't because I was with the out, out the other person. I actually realized I didn't really like the version of me that I was when I was with him. I didn't see that until I was sitting in my alone time. And then once I realized, holy smokes, I don't like who's sitting here with me, me. I can actually participate in serving and healing and changing her. Okay, let's do that. And like you said, and then once your intuition speaks to you in that quiet time, that's when it tells you, you know what? We've never baked before. Let's do that. We've never, and and it's kind of like a never have I ever game. Yes. You know that game, like never have I ever. Yeah. I would invite our listeners to use your alone time as never have I ever. I was trying things left, right, and center once I got curious, not use them as distractors, but once my voice right. went, well, what about that? What about right. that? What about that? And it really, this alone time helps you hear that voice and then try those things. I got HelloFresh started cooking for myself. And I was like, I never liked baking before. I always told people, I hate cooking, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And turns out when I turn on 80s music, the greatest greatest showman or country music, I turn into a different person in the kitchen, (laughs) right? So I learned to pour myself a little glass of wine, turn on some songs, 
cook HelloFresh. And I was like, this is one of my favorite times of the day. I can't believe that I denied myself of all this joy for so long. Well, especially because people are going to have probably some time off too during the holidays. So you can do some like things that take a little bit more time that you wouldn't normally have time to do with your busy work schedule, but you've got to be proactive and plan for that. You know, don't, don't be like, well, I'll just figure it out when the week comes that I'm off work. Don't do that. Cause then everybody, you know, will have plans or things will be booked up or, you know, whatever it might be. So you're right. Get curious now. Think about it and think like, what are, what are one to three things that I've always wanted to try that I could put into my alone time or my quiet time that I'm going to do just for me yes. and, and, and get excited about it. That's the key. We have to plant these little like, like pockets of joy into our life, into our daily life. We can't just wait for life to like drop happiness and joy in our lap. Yes. We have to be intentional about placing those in our lives, you know? A thousand percent. I love pockets of joy. I'm I'm gonna adopt that. I call it yeah. um, <laughs> I call it um writing your your get to do or looking forward to list. My oh, looking forward it. to list, right? What's what are the three things in what are the three pockets of joy or the three things on my looking forward to list this week? And then honor that because it is really easy to not honor yourself when you're feeling that low. But we have to give ourselves those things to make deposits. I call it that trust bank within our bodies. Like we got to make, every time we do something on our, in one of our joy pockets, we make a deposit to our trust bank and it tells our future self like, hey, here I am, here I am. We can do this. Ooh, okay, what else is possible for me? So that that's huge. And that's the, that's the one day at a time. That's the one thing at a time. That's the baby step that, cause people, I always get comments on TikTok, but how do I do this? And uh, you know, and I go through, well, you got to take it one day at a time, but what do I do one day at a time? It's this, it's, yeah. it's sitting with yourself. It's listening to yourself. It's journaling. It's having quiet time, whether that's prayer time or meditation, it's figuring out what you like. It's figuring out new stuff and new patterns and new, it is all this stuff. It's not just one thing. It's a million little things, but it's exciting. And, and each day brings a whole new set of opportunities. If you see it that way. Absolutely. This has been one of my favorite conversations. I know (laughs) that this is definitely going to hit home with so many of our listeners. And so I'm just so grateful for you, but I want people to know where they can get more of Brit in their life. How can they find you? What do you have going on? How can they connect with you? Okay, great. I'm on pretty much every platform that you that you visit. <laughs> Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, my website. So it's just pretty divorced is, is my name on every different platform. So you can find me there. I'm really excited. I have a brand new ultimate guide to dating after divorce. Wow. It's launching um, in November. So by the time this comes out, it'll probably be out and ready to go. So if you're ready to just get back in there, I have put together everything you need to know and do before you go on your very first date after divorce. And if you've been dating and it's not working out, this is perfect too, because you probably need to go back and do all these little things. So that's my huge thing that's coming out. That's my labor of love that I've been working on for a while. Um, So that will be out in November and you can find that um, linked in all my different platforms. 
Oh my gosh. What a treat. That is yes. incredible. That is such a treat. I know you have so many other goodies. I know you have your coaching. I know you have your becoming yes. program. There are so many things. We're going to drop all of Brit's details in the show notes so that you guys can connect with her, find her, get all of the love and support that you need. She is uh, an incredible, incredible resource and human being to, to journey with. So I have two closing questions for you, Brit. The first one is, let us know one thing that you love most about you. Wow. I love my resiliency. No matter what has happened in my life, I never gave up on me. Yeah. I might've had moments to where I didn't feel my best <laughs> and, and wasn't my happiest and most joyful, but I never gave up on who I am and, and getting better and stronger and, and improving myself. Oh, I love that. And I can just feel that from your energy, even though we just met today. Thank you. I Thank you. <laughs> feel like I've known you forever and yeah, you are a resilient <laughs> cookie. And I love that about you. And then the last question is, Britt, what does joy feel like in your body? Mm, That's a great question. I think joy feels electric. I think it's when you can either create these moments or you stumble upon these moments of joy that you take that, that mental like Polaroid of like, ah, I don't want to forget this. And that could be a really delicious cup of coffee at a, at a cool coffee shop or the day you get remarried. You know, it's it's big or small, but it's these like, oh, it just like grabs your heart, you know, and it's like someone's squeezing your heart. I, I just, I love those moments and I try to find as many little ones as I can amongst the big ones. So yeah, mm. I think electricity is is how I feel when I'm joyful. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. I feel that electricity in this conversation. This conversation has brought me so much, so much joy today. So thank you for coming on. Thank you for being part of uh, part of this experience. And I, I just appreciate you so much. Heidi, you're amazing. And I appreciate all the joy you are just spewing out into the world because we just need more and more and more of your joy. So I really appreciate you too. Oh my gosh. So you guys... If you loved this episode, make sure you go find us on all the platforms. Give us some love. Give us some stars. Go connect with Britt. Leave her some love. And don't forget to go out into the world, shine your light bright, and live a limitless life. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you loved the chat today, take a quick screenshot of this episode and send it to a friend. Connecting with you brings sunshine to my soul. So let's continue our conversation on Instagram at joyfully be and check out my soulful services at joyfullydivorced.com. Remember joy is contagious. So go out there, shine your light bright and live a limitless life.